Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Relax, the keyboard is off and the press box is closed, but the mic is just getting warmed up. Welcome to the Hockey Writers, Inc., the show where the writer is fresh off the presses and the ink is not dry. Join your host, Lance Green, the guardian of the blue paint turned writer, and co-host, Steel Flyers, as we bring you all the latest on the Philadelphia Flyers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hockey Writers, Inc., a Philadelphia Flyers-centric podcast. And ladies and gentlemen... Look who is sitting in with us today. Holy smokes. It's the voice of the Philadelphia Flyers himself from NBC Sports, Mr. Jim Jackson. How are you, Steele? Oh, man. I'm fired up, or more I should say, flyered up, right? <laughs> A lot of people have been fired up. It's interesting because when we last talked before the season, I was having to pump everybody up and get them, and then... Two months later, I'm saying, "Hold on, relax." You know, they're, they're still they're still rebuilding, so Pump it's, it's been a, yeah, it's been an interesting three to four months, that's for sure. Exactly, and that is the one main reason why I uh, wanted to have you on here, Jim, is to just kind of get your midseason review of how the team has been so far, um, based off the fact that we talked right at the beginning of the season, like I believe it was either right after training camp or something like that, like right before the beginning of the season we talked. And and like you said, we had a lot of things where you were like, yeah, this team is going to be, yeah, this team. And and, and now, now you're like, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought this team, I was pretty confident that this team would be in contention for a playoff spot if a certain bunch of things happened and health was obviously number one. Or Sean Couturier, they've had most of that. He's a little banged up, but uh, he's been able to stay in the lineup most of the time. Um, Atkinson's been able to stay in the lineup most of the time. Development from the young players, we've seen that. Um, and then we we did know that at that time going into the year, there was the Carter Hart situation, which was kind of out there, and now it's definitely out there. So, uh, But for the first half of the year, at least, uh, all those things were, were in favor. Hart was with the team and playing. Um, Couturier... Atkinson, the young players, all that. So given that, I, I was not surprised that they were in playoff contention. I did not expect them to necessarily be in second place. I mean, me neither. Uh, at that one point. Um, some of that is the Metropolitan Division is underperforming a little bit too. So you, you throw all that in there together and it's, it's you know, they're in contention. They're where I expected them to be, uh, but they've also lost five in a row. They have some questions to answer. The Carter Hart situation now has become a real issue. Um, and, and we'll say that Owen Tippett's been hurt. So there, there are some things they're going to have to overcome here as they come out of the break. Exactly. But you know what, Jim, I think you touched on it very much. Uh, so there at the, the very beginning, and that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, what do you think you can point to? Um, that would be the reason why this team is now so much more fun to watch. I mean, you, you've talked about all those ifs at the beginning of the season, and then they kind of all, you know, lined up to the point where we got to second place, you know what I mean? But could you maybe point to something that you can think of maybe that is uh, 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 some reasons why this team is very fun to watch now? Well, they've bought in, um, you know, every single player bought into John Totorella's system. 
Uh, even guys that he has continued to treat with tough love, like Morgan Frost, has really made some strides. Joel Farabee got benched during a game and came out of that playing maybe the best hockey of his career. But as a team, these players are buying into a system which is predicated upon a lot of work. Now there's, uh, you know, that has gotten them to where they are. But it's also some people said a reason why maybe they were running running out of gas a little bit because it is such a hard system. I don't buy into that too much. I think that um, mentally maybe they they ran out of gas a little bit there. They had a lot going on there that last week with the Carter Hart situation with the Owen Tippett injury, and they also had some guys uh, that are banged up that are still playing that weren't quite as as good as they had been because maybe they aren't 100%. So I think that had more to do with it than the team collectively running out of gas, but they did have a schedule from the Christmas break to the All-Star break, 17 games, 31 days, more than one day off only once. Brutal. I got sick and could not get better. So I know a lot of other the players also dealt with this illness that uh, was just hard to get rid of. So because there was no days like now during the break to just hunker down and get better. You just couldn't do it. So that's led to the, the losing streak. But what led to the team being fun is they're playing John Tortorella's system. But they're also it's a system. A lot of people say John Tortorella's system. That means they're going to be boring. Wrong. I was just going to say, no, no. All, yeah, yeah, he's all about transition, um, and this team is all about transition. Leading the NHL in goals off the rush and breakaway goals for much of the season, and you don't do that if you're a team without talent. A lot of people say, oh, they don't have the high end talent. Well, if you're leading the league in goals off the rush, you must have some talent because to score off the rush, you have to have some talent. So I, I do think their talent was also underrated and continues to be. As soon as they lose a game or two in a row, I keep hearing, well, they don't have the high-end talent. Uh, Owen Tippett is high-end talent. Travis Konecti is high-end talent. Joel Farabee's becoming high-end talent. Sean Couturier is one of the better two-way forwards in the league. I can go down, I mean, th- there's other players. So there's talent. They don't have a superstar superstar. Uh, that might have to wait a couple years. Maybe Matt Mitchkoff becomes that. Um, but the, the bottom line is they have a lot of good players, um, and it collectively added up to a team that was really fun to watch, hard to play against, and put up some good numbers there up until this last stretch of five straight without a without a point. Exactly, and 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 it's kind of funny that you you mention um, Tortorella, and one of the things is the Tortorella impact on this team. I feel is. Something that maybe a lot of people aren't really talking about. I mean, there, I, I now I'm starting to see his name being mentioned with Jack Adams for the consideration for the Jack Adams. You know what I mean? And and I keep, but I keep hearing that you know, well, if he makes the playoffs, then he'll win the Jack Adams. Well, but why does he have to? You know what I mean? I I I feel that he's done a lot of things to this team to this point to get them to where they are, being hard practices, hard. Uh, uh, camps and, and things of that nature to, to allow things to, to progress. Yeah, it tires the players out, but look at how hard, much harder they are to play against now and things of that nature, you know what I mean? So speaking of the Tortorella impact, and you even touched on it there too about um, Frost. Frost was kind of, eh, gets to sit down with Torts, and now suddenly, whoa, well, we're a different player now. Well, I wouldn't say he's a different player. He's he's just a a little bit more refined. I mean, people just have to understand 
There aren't many players who come into the league and dominate right after that. Connor Bedard has a ton of stuff to work on, and he's as talented as any player out there, but he is way, he's a long way away from being a complete player. So you, you, it, we forget that. I mean, there's just one Sidney Crosby who came in and he was pretty much great from the day he set foot on. You know, even Connor McDavid has, has developed over the last two or three years his defensive game to, to where now I think he finally has the wherewithal to win a Stanley Cup because he and Drysaddle are both coming back to back check as hard as they are going forward to, to score goals. Uh, those things take time. I mean, Connor McDavid's in his, what, ninth year? So uh, these things take time. Morgan Frost is a work in progress for sure. I don't think it was just the meeting. I think that meant a lot to Morgan, though. He sat there. He thought about it. He told me he, he sat in the room for a while before he actually went in to talk and got the, the courage up to go in and talk to Torts. But since having that talk, yeah, since having that talk, he's clearly been playing, in my mind, the best hockey of his career, better than late last year. Late last year, he piled up some points, and he did play pretty well. But this year, I see a different um, a different intensity to his game in, in board battles. Listen, he's never going to be a guy who cleans up along the wall or anything like that, but you have to be competitive. You have to at least be competitive in those board battles. He's that now. Uh, he seems to be willing to take more chances with his skill. I think that's that comes from being able to talk to Tortorell and Tortorell saying, I don't have any problem with that. I want you to try things. He says that about everybody. He said that about Emil Andre at the beginning of the year. He, he wants them to try things. Um, this whole myth that you can't be a skilled player and play well under John Tortorella has completely been blown out of the water when you see how he's handled Travis Konechny, you see how he's handled Owen Tippett. He wants them to try things, and boy, do they try things. I mean, Travis Konechny does some things, and, and Torch talks about this, where you like, <laughs> whoa, that might get him in trouble with the coach, but he's given him that leeway because that's, that's Travis Konechny. He is a very talented player, and while he might cost you a goal or two with, with a, a play where he's taking a risk, He's going to score you some goals, too, that way uh, for your team. And he, he he holds that. Torts basically has that with everybody. The one thing Torts says there's no negotiation on is your ability to work back defensively. So you can be fancy and try things. I mean, Joel Farabee even tried a Michigan the other night. Um, you, you can try whatever you want, but come back hard. You have to be back in position defensively when you can be. You have to be smart defensively. That's a non-negotiable. And it should be, because that's how championships eventually are won. But it isn't at the expense of never being creative. It's not being uh, the New Jersey Devils of the, the mid-90s and going into a trap and just trying right. to win games 2-1. to one. That yeah. is not the story. We've no. clearly seen that this year. Yeah. So the Flyers can play really good defensive hockey and still score goals. Uh, we saw that. They probably still need to add another weapon or two. Uh, I would give you that. But, uh, you know, to be Stanley Cup contenders... But they are, I think we can all agree, playoff contenders, and um, that's what I thought they'd be this year. Will they make the playoffs? I don't know. There's a lot of teams in the Metro. It looks, it's starting to look more and more like it's going to be five teams from the Atlantic and three from the Metro. Something like that, And if yeah. that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, you've got, you've got some teams there uh, in the Devils, uh, you know, in the Penguins, Islanders, Capitals. Those four teams are all within range, and they – all have games in hand, especially the Devils, Penguins, and Caps. They have a lot of games in hand. So that lead, which looks pretty secure right now for the Flyers sitting there in third place, 
isn't quite as secure as it looks when you look at the games played. So they're going to have to work to make the playoffs. Um, I'm not guaranteeing they will, but I think they'll certainly be playing meaningful games here into March and April. And that's all I expected out of this team. And hopefully they can maybe sneak their way in. I mean, again, losing Carter changes the dynamic too. I mean, that's a whole nother question now. Can Sam Harrison carry the load? I love Sam Harrison as a goalie still, but I don't know if he can be a number one goalie right now at this particular time with the experience level he's at. We're going to find out, I think. You know, that's actually one of my next questions is, do you think that Sam Harrison can handle the load? I mean, he's been playing – I mean – Honestly, I thought he was playing better than Carter Hart for most of the season, I thought. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, now I can kind of understand why, you know, Carter Hart obviously wasn't all the way engaged, whatever. Um, but uh, I, I am, we're, we're very high on Sam Harrison. We like his game. We like what he's been able to do between the pipes. We like his control. He's, he's good uh, as far as um, being aggressive um, and, and he's got good position, but He's young, and I'm with you. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle the load. I mean, okay, it's maybe only, what, 39 games is left or something like that, right? Less than that, but it's – I think it's 32 games left, but that's still – he's already played several in a row, and, yeah, he got a break. Um, But those are high-intensity games against – a lot of the teams you're going to be battling with for the playoff spot. Exactly. Um, I saw him last year play very well, but kind of looked like he wore out a little bit toward the end with the Phantoms. Yeah. Uh, so I would be concerned about that. Will the Flyers have enough confidence to go with the uh, Cal Peterson or Felix Sandstrom once in a while? Whoever ends up, you know, backing up. Um, I, I don't know. I, can they just run with Saracen? I don't think so. You got to have him get some breaks. The schedule is going to demand that the other guys play a little bit at, at some point, but uh, I, I think they need to get those other guys in there once in a while too. So yeah. we shall see. And, and Carter, by the way, was fine. His last game was not great. It's possible then he had already found out that he was, uh, you know, what was going to happen. Uh, but to that point, he was solid. Don't, don't, don't uh, by oh, no, any means say that if the Flyers goaltending up until maybe the last week or two, and, and I don't blame Harrison in any of the losses he had. He had no chance on almost all the goals. There were Agreed. deflections. There were weird goals. But, but as far as Carter, he was solid as a rock pretty much. So they had great goaltending. That was a big part of why they were where they Agreed. were. Uh, will will they continue to get that? That's a big, big, big question big mark going into the second half. Yeah, that's a big ask. No, I wasn't trying to take anything away from the fact that the tandem was working out really nicely um, as far as that's concerned, um, but it, it seemed like... You weren't, but I heard a lot of other people who, who in fact, some of the questioning, um, the line of questioning for or uh, Danny Briere at his press conference about Carter was, you think this was impacting his play, almost making it sound like he wasn't playing well. Well, up until his last game, um, he was playing really well. I mean, he was out. I can count um, through mid-January, I can count on one hand the times the Flyers were out goaltended in games. Uh, And that's 
that's saying a lot. So okay. um, I, I don't think that there was this this over this hanging over Carter affected his play too much because I thought he played well. Uh, I thought Sam might have been a tad better over the last month and a half or so. Certainly Carter was better in the beginning, and Sam had a couple of rough outings early. But then then Sam came on and was maybe just a touch better. But uh, not much. They were both pretty good, and uh, it was a really good tandem. They're not going to have that tandem, it doesn't look like now. So we got to see how they respond to that, whether somebody else steps up to take some of the load off or whether it's all Sam. And if it's all Sam, that's a heavy load for you know a rookie. So now that we've uh, approached or, uh, broached the goalie subject, um, you have a, a new partner in the booth now. I do. And, yes. And and your your new partner in the booth now is um um a, a, a colorful man, shall we say? <laughs> he is a goalie That's... after all. He's a goalie. Yeah, he is a goalie. Yeah. He's still a goalie. He just yeah. he just played the other night. I know, right? <laughs> right. See, Lance is still a goalie too. He plays too still, right? So so yeah. tell me, Jim, now We've both had an opportunity now to work very closely with goalie. What is your take on working with a goalie now? <laughs> what, well, what's I it love been like to with work with Boosh? Yeah, for the first time in my career, working with a goalie on a regular basis, I've worked with Kevin Weeks and a couple of others on a game here, a game there basis. Right, right, but right, to right. have a goalie as a as a consistent partner um, has been great. I'm learning a lot of things, even at my advanced age, learning some great things about the game and. I really, uh, it, 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 he, he's also very good at what he does, which makes it easy to learn from him. Um, so I think it's been great. I've been able to broach areas of, of the game that I haven't been with other partners because he's a goalie. And the good thing about Bush is even though he is a goalie, he also understands playing as a forward and playing defense. He's, he's just a guy who knows the game. So it's not like because he's a goalie, he's limited in other areas. He is not. And also what I love about Bush is he's very opinionated. And we have some great off-air battles I when bet. we don't agree. Uh, I but, bet. but they're all yeah. But it's it's great. I just love talking hockey with him. And then on the air, I think he's just outstanding. So um, I, you know, working with a goalie, I could come up with a lot of you know comments to say uh, yeah, a goalie. You know, they're they're a little crazy, but but, well, but they uh, are. It really has been great. And it's also great working with Scotty Hartnell, who has when he fills in for Bush has some very interesting insight on things and we'll say that. Uh, he's such a great guy. So I can't, again, as it's been my entire career here, I can't lose. Exactly. Exactly. But I, no, I just thought it was kind of ironic that now we've both um, shared that um, wonderful joy of working with a, a goaltender. And, and, and I will say this, that uh, Lance is very articulate um, and he's very precise about things. And he is just as uh, opinionated as Bush is. So <laughs> Yeah, so you know, but um, hey, Joe, when, when he's on the show with me here, he's so reserved. I I, I don't see that side of him, but uh, maybe, maybe I mean, occasionally he'll he'll come out with a, a relatively hot take. But normally he's pretty reserved. And you just told me he's a correction. I didn't know what he did for a living, so you know he's uh, now it kind of makes sense because he's got that presence about him. Exactly, but being as plus, a goal plus tank, he has to keep you in line, which uh, isn't isn't easy. So I mean, you know, and and not to mention, you know, so <laughs> that's a that's a tall enough task in and of itself. So I turned it back on you, still sorry. <laughs> that's all right. It's all good. I, I I know I'm the one at fault. I'm 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 the one that brought him into all this. I'm the one that exposed him to all this, and now look at him. You know what I mean, right? So <laughs> okay. Well, I I tell you what, man. I, 
there's one thing that you said this past season that I absolutely love and I've focused in on. And every week I try to mention the power kill. Oh, yeah. Power <laughs> kill has been a real thing. But and that, that goes back to Travis. I love the coined words power kill. Yeah, that, that's that's used in the league. You know? Oh, it we is? use some other ones. Like my tippet turbocharge I like, but... Uh, the the power kill is is uh, that's kind of a used phrase now. It's not me. I didn't I didn't coin that one, but All right. um, it, but it fits uh, because they are always looking to attack when they're on the kill. Uh, Travis Connect that that may be the the best move of of so many that that John Torrell's made in his two years as head coach, putting Travis Connect on the penalty kill because I think it helped the rest of his game and he's dynamic as a penalty killer. So. Um, you know, they they, 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 they hit a little bit of a rough patch there toward the end. They faced some of the best power plays in the league and back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back night, and they put them on the power play way too much with some bad penalties. But um, it is a, a definite strength of the team, second in the league, and with all those shorthanded goals. So that's something they can lean on here in the second half. Okay. We've talked about some of the really good things. Let's talk about something that's really horrible, and that's the other side of the – the power kill, and that's the power play. I, I have seen some improvements uh, where, you know, they did score a, a power play goal there, what, f- five or six games in a row there or, or something like that, but still scraping the bottom of the barrel here as far as um, percentage points and things of that nature. <clears throat> Can you give me any insight on to – is there any improvement coming? Is there, I mean. It's already here. I mean, you, you mentioned it. It wasn't just five straight. I think they had power play goals in like eight of their last 11. They were operating at close to 30% over a 10 game stretch. Uh, they were so badly though. It takes a long time to get those percentages for the season up. So when you see them down there, I think they're 30th at the break. Um, you, you know, that really weighs on you. But when you see over a 10 game stretch, they're almost 30%. Uh, then that shows you maybe it's getting better. Drysdale's going to help. They they definitely needed help at the top, and he's going to give them help there. Uh, they still don't have that that gunner. I mean, getting Cam Atkinson back in gear has really helped as well. That's a, probably a big reason why the power play suddenly is starting to score. Um, they have other weapons down there that, that can yeah. score. Uh, but Drysdale's going to help. I mean, it's not rocket science when it comes down to you got to get somebody at the point who can get the puck through. Uh, Flyers really haven't had that. For a long time, they had it for four games. Ryan Ellis, he could get it through, but he played four, four games with games. the team. Now they got Drysdale. He can get it through, believe me. And it's not always getting it. In fact, it's rarely getting it through with power. It's getting it through with movement, with with knowing where the seam is. Um, oftentimes, it's a wrist shot. So um, I think he's going to be able to do that. I think he might be able to teach Cam York a thing or two about doing that. And Cam York's not that bad at it either. I think he's got some potential there. And then it's it's about the guys down low converting. You got to get to those dirty areas. Just because you're up a man does not mean you can take it easy going after retrievals. You have to go back and get the puck and start over again. That's a big, big key to any great power play. They got way better at that toward this, the last stretch here leading yeah. into the break. So yeah. we saw some definite signs of, of progress there, Steele, but... Um, I mean, Drysdale, if he's healthy and stays healthy, to me would be the biggest reason why I think the power play can 
can uh, really improve and um and, and I'm, it's not going to be top of the league but i think they're going to be at least middle of the pack yeah, power play and yeah. if you put that together with your penalty kill your special teams as a whole will be a positive exactly and 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 i agree with every single thing you said there so i'm taking it on a whole then you like the whole drysdale minute move with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I don't in. like it in that uh, I, I'm just still amazed that it came to what it came to. Uh, I think the Flyers did the best with it. They got themselves a really good player at a prime position. Right-handed shooting defenseman outside of maybe goaltender. I don't know if there's a more important a player anymore in terms of the position, the way the NHL game is played. Maybe 1C, which Cutter Gauthier was maybe going to be eventually, but definitely right-handed shooting defensemen. They are they are highly prized, highly craved in the NHL now. So, And they got a second-round pick with that, So, yeah. and Drysdale's still so young. So they did the best they could with it, which is very well. But I still i am mystified as to how a kid can say, as he puts the jersey on draft day, I was made to wear this uniform – and less than a year later, say, I won't play for that team. And he won't say anything to anybody. So we don't know why yet. Um, he said it wasn't John Tortorella. Uh, he said it wasn't anything Kevin Hayes said to him. I believe him. So what was it? What's the big secret? You know, tell us so we can move yeah. past this. I think we have moved past this to some degree, but everybody's going to wonder. And the reason I was, I've been here for 30 years still. I've seen players come and go, and one thing I hear from almost every single one of them after they've gone is it's a great place to play. And I'm not talking about guys just from the Eric Lindros era oh, no. or just from the Cole Drew era. I'm talking about guys now. Owen Tippett really wants to stay here. Joel Farabee signed long-term, really wanted to stay here. Sean Katuri, when he signed his extension, I texted with him. He said, I'm so happy I'm here, hopefully, for the rest of my career. This is a great place to play. What could possibly have turned this kid in less than a year to from I, I'm born to wear this jersey to I won't wear that jersey? That's a, I mean, you can't go from one direction further to the other. What was it? I mean, we need to know. Um, I, I think we need to know. Does he have to tell us? Is he is he bound to tell us? No, of course. Freedom of speech, freedom of not not saying whatever. But you would think because he's getting allegedly all of this hate and all you know the, the uh, via the yeah. social media and all that, which yeah. is totally unjustified as far as death threats. Clearly, none of that is warranted. It's awful um, if it happened, and I assume it did. But I mean, some of that would be less. I would think intense. He gave a reason that everybody could say, well, okay, I kind of see his point, or 
all right, I don't agree with him, but at least I know why now. Right now, it's this big mystery yeah. as to why. And yeah. then on top of that, he handled it poorly, or I, I should say his agent handled it poorly. You can't not talk to the team. At least tell them why you are not going to play for them. At least give them a chance. The new phone. management. New management. All new people coming in. Give them the chance to say what their goal is. And if you've watched Keith Jones, Danny Briere, Dan Hilferty, John Tortorella, if you watch them talk about where this franchise is going, it seems like it's going to a pretty good place. The fans seem to be buying into it. The attendance is up. The interest is up. So why isn't what what didn't catch with this kid? Uh, I, I'm still, you know, criticize me for not getting past it or whatever. But I'm still mystified by it. I'm past it in that I love Jamie Drysdale as a player. He's a great kid, and the Flyers have got a great player who's a little bit older, so it might have actually pushed the rebuild into acceleration a little bit. But I mean, he's older than Cutters. What I'm saying, he's still young. Yeah, clearly, yeah, just he's about still on 21. Uh, yeah, he's just going to turn 22. But I mean, he's 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 uh, so talented at a prime, at a, pre, a, a position they needed help in, really. Uh, so, yeah, they, they did what they could. Um, I completely disagree with Craig Button and some of these people who have said the Flyers threw Cutter Gauthier under the bus. What were they supposed to do? Come out and trade the fifth overall pick who was supposed to be one of the hubs of their rebuild and not tell the fans what happened? I mean, just to protect the kid? They protected him for a year when, when he was saying this stuff to him and wouldn't talk to them. And, and somehow, and I have no idea how, and, you know, full marks to not only the Flyers, but all these teams that knew that this didn't get out. Yeah. I'm telling you, it didn't get out. I knew some stuff, but I didn't, I mean, it did not get out. Um, I, I'm, I'm shocked in today's day and age with social media and all the leaks and all that, that they were able to keep this under wraps as they did. And they did. And that, really protected Cutter from even more vitriol all, all these months. Um, and, you know, it did obviously from the Flyers' perspective still give them a chance to sign him if he changed his mind, which he never did. Right. Uh, but to, to have John LeClaire and Patrick Sharp willing to talk to you and you don't even talk to him, to have Danny Breer and Keith Jones fly all the way out to Sweden uh, at the World Juniors and not even give them the, 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 the decency to, to talk to them, that's poor. There's, there's, to me, there's no excuse for that. For him to make the decision not to play here, totally his right. He has that right. But the way it was handled, I don't think was done well from his standpoint. Uh, and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been getting some bad advice from his agent or whatever. To me, it just wasn't handled well. And that's why this situation became so contentious. And so uh, everyone has an opinion about it. So you said they've got Jamie Drysdale. They can't worry about it. It's done. It's already over. Uh, he's going to come in here someday as an Anaheim Duck. That will be interesting. But it's really about what they did with it. And they got themselves uh, what they feel is a 1D right handed shot, power play quarterback. That's pretty darn good. Plus the second round pick. So I mean, you know, yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at here is the fact that I really like, even though. It, it, even though the Flyers got handed a raw deal with this whole Cutter Gautier thing. Um, I, I have some speculations. I have some things as far as information, but it, you know, well, none of that matters. The fact of the matter is, is that the kid's not playing for the flyers anymore. He did what he did. And like I said, uh, or I agree with what you said, Jim, I'm very impressed with how this administration, um, for the flyers handled everything, how they were able to, um, keep this under wraps and kudos to the rest of the league for yep. 
keeping this under wraps so that this could be done in a in a you know very it was done very well i think as far as how danny briere handled it um how he addressed the whole situation with this i i thought it was it was done very well okay and it was it i don't was think he threw cutter under the bus i'll tell you that i mean craig button who i respect uh, his opinion uh, said use that term the flyers threw him under the bus or uh, to me I, it's like what uh, how you, you can't come out uh, and make that trade and not explain why you're making the trade he was your fifth over your first pick the fifth overall pick um we've been talking about him and Mitchkoff is the the two hubs of the rebuild you're, you're, you're gonna actually trade him and say well we think this is a good hockey trade which it is a yeah. pretty good hockey trade yeah uh, you can say that but yeah. No, they have to explain why they made the deal. Teams don't trade guys they get with a fifth overall pick without there being some kind of extenuating service. I mean, before he's even played for them. I mean, so exactly. They, they had to explain something. It. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it is what it is, though. You know. But like I said, I'm I'm very grateful for how the Flyers were able to handle the situation. I'm very grateful for the acquisition of of Drysdale because. We, Lance and I both feel he's been a, a, a great shot in the arm for this team. And, and as you've said, uh, definitely a, a position of need uh, for this team uh, all day long. And so if you want to get a player like that and get that kind of capability from that kind of a young player that'll be here from, for, you know, hopefully for a period of time, because I believe his contract is up after this season. Hmm. I'd have to check that. I don't believe so, no, but okay. um, I, I can't. Yeah, I, can't I think remember. he signed this year. I think he's he was a, almost a holdout this year, and he signed a deal along with Zegris. But okay. um, I wasn't sure yeah. about that. I wasn't sure about that. But either way, you slice it. I think it's a short term deal, though. So I mean, eventually they're going to have to re-sign him. You right. know, at a, at a pretty high ticket if he's as good as we think he is. But you expect that. You, you get a premium player. As they did with Owen Tippett, you you give him money, and uh, that's the way it works. You have to figure out a way to make it all work under the cap, but uh, hopefully the Flyers are to the point in three or four years where they have all this talent that they've got to you know figure out ways to get them all under the cap. You that know? means they're good. Right. Um, and the, the, the last thing I want to ask you about is how do you feel about the Owen Tippett um, extension? Um, I mean, it's, I think, a case in point of a player who wanted security. He got it. And a team that wanted a, a potentially all-star level player who was playing at an all-star level when he when he got hurt, um, you know, for less than all-star salary per year. Um, so I think it's something that could be good for both sides, um, and both sides are very happy with it. So that's where we go. And then when you throw in the salary cap increase that's expected um, next year and then years beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be getting Owen Tippett, who to me can be very much a first-line player for almost high third-line money uh, as the cap continues to go up. So this could be a contract that really looks great for the Flyers down the road, but Owen knows that, and he's a very wealthy man now. So it's not like uh, he's in a bad situation. He's, he's set for life, and uh, you know his next generation's set too. So uh, you know it, it, it's a deal I think both sides are happy with. I, I really like this signing. I feel it's a very team friendly deal because you're you're not overpaying for somebody you're not overpaying for what your perception of his ceiling is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's kinda how I feel that some players were paid yeah. in the past 
what their perception of their ceiling was. They were paid on that basis. But I believe that Owen Tippett was paid exactly the, the perfect amount of money. He was offered a, a great length of time on that deal. And that keeps him in Philadelphia uh, long into his prime and past. Do you know what I mean? And so, uh, uh, yeah, but not too far past and into his uh, year 33 years. So, you know, it's not one of these deals where you're giving a contract and you have to be paying him when he's 39 years old. Right. Uh, it's a great contract. Um, um, if someone offered me that money still, I would say it's perfect too. Yes. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would take that. I mean, yeah, heartbeat. you know, what, what, what is this game check? Like uh, 250 some thousand dollars for a game check or something like that? Yeah. Six, yeah. Six so he's doing really well. But, uh, you know, your point is well taken and he's um, – He's potentially an, an all-star. You know, there are those who think he's potentially an elite player. So, uh, and he's certainly shown some signs of that. Uh, I, you know, there's always risk, though. He's got to stay healthy, and you know, he's they they sign Thank the contract. Now, he's yep. injured, um, and and you know, he's he plays a high tempo, pretty physical brand of hockey that can lead to injuries. So there's there's always some kind of risk. Uh, it's not like the the Flyers are, are you know giving this guy chump change. They're giving him. Good, solid money for a long time, so they're expecting production for him for a long time as well. And, and as long as he continues to do what he's doing right now, I'll be happy with that all day long. He can be... I think you're going to see better from him. Oh, I yeah, think this I, guy I, is really scratching the surface. He's he's just so fast, so big, so creative. Uh, I mean, if anything, he needs to work on maybe the defensive side of his game a little bit, but yeah. uh, not too much because he's he's a guy you want taken off going the other way with all that speed so right. um he, he's a tremendous i mean that trade chuck fletcher deserves credit they they got a first and owen tippet for what two months of claude Giroux. so i mean that that was a great trade for the flyers i mean it's really starting to come good now you know what i mean especially with the with the owen tippet um uh, having said that geez been great he's still playing great hockey but it's it's not for the panthers <laughs> so you know right. that, that yeah that's that became just a a ripoff for the flyers they that, they they won that was a home run for for chuck fletcher that trade for sure one of the few anyway <laughs> we, we're not going to go into that but what i what i'd like what i would like to ask you though jim is um can you tell me uh, what you've been doing for Alex's uh, lemonade stand? Um, you still been involved with that and still doing things with that? Yeah, we uh, that uh, right to, to my heart with that one because we do our Flyers press pass. Uh, I think we're doing eight of them this year. Nice. Last year we did six. The Flyers uh, wanted to to increase it. They're they're just so great. They they do. Tori Kimberly um, handles the the. the Game by game of it, she takes the family around. She does a tremendous job. She's a superstar, um, but but the entire Flyers organization is is just helped so much with this. And we basically get a family that has been affected by a pediatric cancer, and we we give them a night at the arena. You know, the the child rides the zamboni, gets the I know. gritty, comes up, spends time with us in the booth, I listens know. in the broadcast. Yeah, they see everything. They get to sometimes meet some players who are scratched and. Um, it's just a great, and, and to see the smiles, uh, this last one we had, um, Eliana was, uh, the smile on her face, uh, I think the Flyers might have lost that game, but I was smiling at the end of the night, because that's just so much more important than hockey wins and losses, when you can try to help these families in any way you can, take their minds off their struggles, uh, in her case, she's she's beaten what she had, at least for now, and nice. she continues to fight, of course, and but uh, it, it's just a great program. Alex's Lemonade, uh, 
stand and foundation they've, they've raised they just set another record last year in money raised for these families it goes into both research and into taking care of the families and uh it's over 300 million dollars and this from a girl's idea a little uh, girl who was stricken with cancer who wanted to open her own lemonade stand not to raise money for her treatment but to raise money for other cancer yeah. patients and so here we are 23 or four years later and it's raised over $300 million. So a great, great thing. And I was honored to be asked to go on the board this year and, and um, their advisory board and uh, so honored to, to, to do that. So we continue with that. Thanks to the Flyers. Thanks to uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation because um, that, that program is going very well. And awesome. thanks for asking. Yes, that's great, man, because I, I always love to hear about those great stories. Uh, my mom um, also uh, passed from ovarian cancer, uh, so I'm very, very involved in, you know, um, the hockey fights cancer and yes. things of that nature, you know. So stick taps to, to, to what you're doing there, Jim. Very much appreciate all that hard work that you're doing there for those great uh, folks there. So I appreciate that. Uh, why don't you tell us about your school there a little bit, Jim? Uh, I, I know you call it a school. I don't have a building or anything like that. All but, right. uh, it's not a brick and mortar school. You're, you're not going to get a, a cap and yeah. gown or anything like that. No, it's, it's my broadcast coaching program, which uh, still goes ahead full steam. Um, even during this season, although it's, it's I got to tell you, the 17 games in 31 days, I was having trouble fitting anything. And I also got uh, so sick that uh, uh, the, the respiratory infection was with me almost the entire month. It'd you be like, tell went away, came little... back, away, came back. I still am not 100% over it. Um, so that ate into it, but um, still doing some during this, during the summer, full bore um, Jim Jackson, broadcasting.com. Just go to the coaching um, icon there. And, and it's a, uh, you know, three, uh, one hour, usually more than one hour, kind of like our interviews um, zooms that, uh, we talk about all all factors in, in broadcasting, finding your niche, uh, some of the fundamentals of it. Uh, I review clips if you have them. And it's for ages, really, 12 to infinity. I, I've had a 59-year-old. I've had a 12-year-old as, as students. And it's great because people all have their dreams at different stages of their life of to get into sports broadcasting, whether it be play-by-play -play or being an analyst or a sports talk show host or even a podcaster. And, you know, as I, I love trying to help people get to those goals. So continuing with that for sure, um, uh, as I can during the season and then in full board during the summer. During the all-season, yep. Awesome, that's great. Uh, if you all don't know, I was a, an ex-student or actually I'm, I'm a continuing student. I'm a forever student. Well, we all are. We all are. It's, I'm, uh, it's actually a baseball manager once told me, when you stop learning, you're done. Yep. So we're not done. Learning. Uh, we're all learning. Yeah, we're all learning about life. And That's we're all right. learning about, I'm learning about this business because it's ever changing. The business continues to change. Streaming has brought in different things. Obviously, social media has brought in all kinds of different options. The podcasting, the YouTube channels. Um, there's all kinds of exciting things out there. There's all kinds of things that maybe aren't so exciting, True. but it's changing all the time. Yep. And uh, so we all have to adjust. But to talk to these, some of them are kids, some of them are older people. It's it's just great. The the enthusiasm that, that they have for it. Um, and I, I try to convey my enthusiasm for it. I mean, this is, I'm living a dream. You know, you've heard the story. I mean, from the time I was as young as I can remember, I wanted to do this and I get to do it for a living and have been for 40 years. And 
you know, here in Philadelphia for now over 30 years. And um, it's just, um, I live a dream. So I like to get that to these people. You can have a dream when you're a kid. It can be way out there because it certainly was for me. Yep. And you can still achieve it. It, yep. it can't happen. Um, and, I, and I hope they leave my, our Zooms with that feeling. And then the really gratifying part about this steal is that that most of my students, almost all of them, have come back for recurring sessions or what have you, and we continue to have relationships. There's a couple that I've lost touch with. There's a couple I've lost touch with, but not not many, and and that means a lot to me because that means uh, that obviously they must have found it worthwhile and that it, that it did something for them, and I hope to continue to help them along. Uh, Jim, I have found um, exactly what you said. You helped me to realize my dream of sitting here doing this, and another dream of mine was to be able to have a conversation with you because you were somebody that I had always admired and had always, um, you know, uh, looked at from afar and said, man, I really wish I could do some of the things that this guy's doing. I really like your style and I really appreciate how you do things. And, um, that was the main reason why I went through your courses and everything else like that. And man, I got to tell you, it's, it's really helped. It's really, um, been able to um, lock down my skills and I mean I still learn every day I still you know take your advice I can I can hear your advice in my head every single time I ask a question memory <laughs> away yes right you, you know, okay so but don't go uh, too long with those questions Steele come on don't go too long with those questions okay don't see, that's answer what I your hear. questions with the questions that's, yeah. that's see that's what I hear right okay <laughs> but uh, I'm living the dream now I get to talk to you you get to be on stuff that I'm doing because I'm doing it right. You know what I mean? And, and I believe that I'm the reason, one of the reasons why I'm doing it right is because of your guidance and your advice. And, and a lot of things that I learned from um, going through your school helped me to get to the point where I'm at right now. So thank you very much for what you did for me. I'm glad to hear that. Really and appreciate you, that. Yep. You were, you were quite the, the honor student there. Well, I, I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> They, they all say I have a face for radio, you know? No, no, no. That's uh, not true. You have you're the, the beard going. You're ready. You're ready. You're well quaffed. Look at you. So. Ready to rock. Ready to rock. Ready Jerry, to thank rock. you. Thank you very much for doing this. Uh, really appreciate My this. Pleasure. Um, folks, we, we're going to uh, send Jim off for the, uh, the Hockey Writers Inc. salute. Um, really appreciate you being here. Go check out Jim's school at jimsbroadcastingschool.com. Also, check out uh, yeah, yeah, jimjacksonbroadcasting.com. Jim so you, you're good until you gave the wrong address for my website. <laughs> well, it's right on the scroll, okay? I got that the is, link in the scroll cool. right, so we're good. All right. See, I don't see your scroll, so okay. that, that, well, that, that, trust I, me, it's I know right on that, the scroll. Yeah. Go over to Jim Jackson's Broadcasting School and check it out. Sign up for some classes. Uh, you'll be glad you did. You get to learn from the best. Um, and also be sure to check out Alex's Lemonade Stand and donate it um, Absolutely. Any way you can. That's and, on the website as well. So. And, and do whatever you can as far as that's concerned. Jim, thank you very much. Really appreciate you uh, being in being in on this here and uh, putting up with me for another you know hour or so. <laughs> no, this is fun. We actually, I think we got it in under an hour. This may be a world record for us. So. I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. So... <laughs> Thanks everybody Always great for, talking to you, Steel. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. We'll catch you all <laughs> Say hi to that other goalie, by the way. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> Thank you all for checking us out. We'll catch you all in the next episode of the Hockey Writers, Inc. Thanks, everyone.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.